You're listening to another episode of The Zag, continuing our series featuring our 2019 NLC LA Engaged Fellows. Chris McCain is here. We just saw him for the first time in our first session last weekend, so excited to catch up with him, hear his thoughts, and also hear what he's working on. So let's get to it. All right, Chris, I feel like you're a little bit unique in our group in that you haven't been in L.A. long. Tell folks how long you've been here and why you came out here. Sure. Yeah, so I moved out to L.A. in March of 2018, and I came here for love. Uh, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, my boyfriend and I have been together for about two and a half years, and for the first year and a half of our relationship, we lived across the country from each other. He was here in L.A., and I was in Atlanta. And after about a year and a half, it just became clear that the relationship wasn't going anywhere, but for us to be happier with one another, we needed to be in the same place. And so I uh, made the decision that LA was where I wanted to be. And so, yeah, in March of last year, packed up my things, got in my car, drove across the country, and here I've been since. Nice. And then what was your perception of LA before coming, and how has it changed since you got here? Yeah, I think before I really started spending time in LA as I was dating my boyfriend, um, I had a perception of LA as just a really messy, sprawling, uh, mess of a place without any clear sense of identity and a very, and a vain, shallow sort of existence. Um, sort of all the stereotypes I think that people carry about LA. Um, but I've been surprised by how much I've come to really love this place. Um, I really appreciate its diversity of so many kinds, the diversity of people and and with that, the diversity of cultures and food that is so present in this place. And, and I love the, the variety of geographies here. Like I love being able to get outside and go to the beach or go to the mountains or go for a hike uh, just you know, in a park or in the hills nearby. So it's, um, it's really grown on me. And did you have a job lined up when you decided to come out here? Or did that come together once you were here? And, and if so, what's the job that you landed so folks can know? So when I first moved out here, I did not have a job lined up. I had made an arrangement to do some consulting for the organization I used to work for, but um, I was very, very fortunate that the job I currently have, uh, I interviewed for literally the first week that I got out here. Um, Mm. And uh, I currently, I'm the manager of philanthropy with a new organization called The Bail Project, and we are a national organization working to end cash bail and advocate for non-burdensome alternatives. Um, And so I do fundraising for them. I support our CEO and uh, uh, build relationships with donors across the country. And in terms of cash bail, that's definitely been a a topic in the last 12 months, if not even a little bit longer, that folks are talking more and more about. Do you see any misconceptions that are still persistent that you spend more time than not trying to dispel? What what kind of things do people say about the topic that you find not quite right? It's a great question. I think that um, I think a lot of people are really coming to understand the the depth of the problem across the country. That on any given night, about half a million people are in jail, uh, not because they've been convicted of a crime, but uh, for the vast majority of those folks because they can't afford to pay bail. And I think a lot of people get that that's just not how it should be, that people should be presumed innocent until proven guilty, and that one's financial ability shouldn't uh, get in the way of being able to you know, be able to fight your case from a position of freedom rather than from a position of incarceration. But where I think that there's still a lot of learning to be had is 
around what do we do after cash bail? So um, in California last year, state uh, Senate Bill 10 passed and was signed into law by Governor Brown, which um, you know, was sort of purported to end cash bail, which it would. However, it also implemented uh, statewide risk assessment algorithms that uh, our organization, as well as many grassroots advocacy organizations across the state, have very deep concerns about um, their uh, the propensity for those risk assessment tools to reinforce some of the systemic racial and socioeconomic biases in our criminal justice system. And we're also really concerned about um, just how much latitude could be given to judges to hold people indefinitely pre-trial um, without having any really clear uh, justifications for what, uh, what would be the, the rationale for holding people pre-trial. So, so that's where we're, we're really working, both as much as we are working to support people, bail people out of jail, support them as they await their court dates. We're also really uh, trying to build a national data set to inform so, uh, solid public policy decision making around what comes after cash bail. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're on the case with that. You know, last thing, like I said at the beginning, we had our first session over the weekend. Uh, curious on how you're reflecting on it a couple of days out and what you're looking forward to with the rest of our time together. Yeah, well, I'm just really excited to connect with other young progressive leaders across the city. I mean, that's uh, been one of my goals moving out here is to get involved civically and politically. And I was just really inspired by the folks in our cohort and the variety of different things that, they're, that they've been involved in and that they're passionate about. And I look forward to, to getting to know them better. Absolutely. Well, listen, we're glad you're in the cohort and thanks for all you've done so far and thanks for all you'll do in the future. And thanks everyone for listening to this episode, bonus episode of The Zag. You can catch all the other episodes featuring our amazing engaged fellows. You can find that at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places you get them, download and subscribe. And if you want to catch up on other episodes of The Zag featuring NLC LA alums from all over the country, you can find those there as well. Until next time, take care.